Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Reboot Already Underway's Best Picture Recap, our show with the longest title. I don't know if you knew that. It is. We need a better title uh, next year. Next year wasn't good. I mean, I just call it Best Picture Recap. It's not under art, but like... I, I know. The I know. official title is whatever. Uh, but It's all about the branding, though. It's all about the branding. But we're talking about a movie that does not have a long title. In fact, it's one word, kind of. Stylized is one word. <laughs> Black <Sure>. Klansman. <laughs> That was, a, that was a hell of a segue. <laughs> Shorter or longer title than Vice? Some might say it's longer. Some might say it's tied. Everyone who can count letters would but say it's longer. As far as number of words, tied. But it's kind so of anyway. two words. I don't know what this bit is. <laughs> it's not. Uh, we're talking about Black Klansman. Yes. We, we no skipped we Black Panther. We already have a spoiler cast. My thoughts haven't changed on it from when we did that. My um, thoughts haven't changed because I, haven't, uh, I haven't even seen it again, so... Yeah. Well, neither have I, but I think about it every now and then, and I'm like... But, I mean, like, you saw it, like, three times in theaters. Yeah, yeah. Whereas I just saw it the one time. That was a mistake. But... <laughs> But Black Panther, I really love. That made it number, like, six for me for the year overall, so... Yeah, I- We'll talk. Well, well, we won't talk about it. We're not, but you can listen. We'll to talk that about episode. it when Captain Marvel comes out, I guess. Anyway, Black Klansman, Spike Lee, directed it. Yes, <laughs> you got you got your John David Washington, yeah. your Adam Driver, yeah, your Topher Grace, yeah, <laughs> your Laura Harrier, and a Ooh. weird Alec Baldwin, Laura Harrier. Who's Laura Harrier? She's the Which, love interest of sorts. Oh, okay. She was also in Spider-Man Homecoming. She's she uh, in Spider-Man Homecoming. She's what's the his love interest? What? No. Yeah. That's in Z- Zendaya. But no, like uh, the girl. Oh, Liz. 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 Oh, Liz. Right. Where is she? Now we're doing this. Isn't that quite the age difference? Yeah, Liz. <laughs> well, I mean, he's like. 22, right? Well, still, I just... <laughs> it's another uh, Zoe Duge where you're just like, uh, oh, they're a college she student, now they're a high school Well, student? she's a college student in, in Black Klansman, right? Yeah. We're going to yeah. get to this. We're going to get to this. Yeah. Black Klansman. We'll do... Even though it is a based on a true story again, we'll do no spoilers to start, I guess. Well, and I mean, even then, there's it. been a lot of controversy over the accuracy the, yeah. of it and, and how that... Uh, affects the impact of the film. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure we'll talk a little bit about that. Yeah. Also, uh, Steve Buscemi's doppelganger, which I'm pretty sure is just his brother in this what? movie. Michael Buscemi. Did you not watch this movie and be like, is that Steve Buscemi? And then I like, the credits go by and there's no Steve Buscemi and I'm like, this is really weird. I mean, I didn't. I also didn't know Steve Buscemi had a brother that acted Younger brother of Steve Buscemi. But apparently because his second most popular film is I Now Pronounce You Chuck and Larry, so... He hasn't had that great of a career. <laughs> but, I mean, they they look very similar. I mean, they're brothers. <laughs> anyway. Who does he play in this film? He's, like, one of the cl- uh, Klansmen. Okay. Yeah. He, but that's the thing. He has, like, no role. And I'm like, did they get... S-? No, he's not. He's, uh, he's one of the cops. He's the third cop. Of their, oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I, I did not, like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I didn't think that looked like Steve Buscemi that much. Yes. I guess, and I'm like, wow, they really gave Steve Buscemi such a small role to get Steve Buscemi in this movie, and it's not even Steve. Buscemi. <laughs> that was that was one of those that I'm like, I'm getting too distracted by this, but 
<laughs> it was too late. I was already down that road. A little Ad- Alec Baldwin in the beginning. Oh, yeah. That was an interesting opening. It's a good bit. I don't know. I, I, the more and more I I stay... I don't, I don't want to say stay away. I don't stay away from this movie. I just haven't watched it yet. The further removed I am from my first viewing of this movie, the more I like it. I think it is... It's really just taking two very different things. And maybe this is just... Again, this is my first Spike Lee movie I ever saw. So I don't know if this is just his style. But it's taking a very serious subject matter with very surrealist comedy and mixing them together to almost perfect effect. Like, this movie's really Much, much better than Vice. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what? It is a lot like Vice. This is a better Vice. <laughs> I'm just now realizing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. Would you like to say something? <laughs> are we, are we uh, still starting on like uh, yeah. our initial spoiler-free opinion initial kind spoiler of thing? Free, yeah. And then we'll just do like a couple sentences. I mean, yeah, yeah this was my uh, first Spike Lee film as well. Uh, I have since uh, now seen uh, Do the Right Thing. Mm-hmm. I watched that recently and really mm-hmm. loved that one as well. But this was my first film of his I saw. And apparently it's one of its best. And I really loved it. Uh, I think it made it like top... I think it was just outside top 20 or something. I don't know. I don't remember. But, yeah, I thought it was really... I think you're right that it's, like, really... Because, like, the first time I tried to describe this movie on the podcast, I was like, it's really fun. Mm -hmm. And then I took a breath and I was like, that sounds like the wrong word. (laughs) Because there's so many, like, harrowing elements of it. Yes. That to describe it as fun just seems off yeah but like you're right that it's so funny Mm -hmm. in the way it tackles such dark material and we'll get into specifics there are like some scenes in here that just make you want to throw up i don't know if like you had that experience as well but and i would say this movie has changed my mind on some things interesting so we'll talk about that too i would like to hear Um, about that but anyway um, uh, yeah. What are the nominations for this? Let's look that up. Uh, I believe it's uh, Best Picture. Adam Driver got Best Supporting Actor. I hope he wins. He's amazing in this movie. I don't think he's going to. I don't remember. Oh, Mahershala Ali's going to win, I think. I think he's going to walk <sighs> away with it. Yeah. Love Mahershala. He just, I... You don't want Green Book to win, but you want yeah, yeah. Mahershala Ali to win. Um, I feel that. I, feel I that. will probably end up seeing Green Book before the Oscars, and I hate to say that. I hate saying it. I don't want to see it, but like I, I don't. Again, I'll see any movie you pay for my ticket for, but <laughs> even that—that's you know. Oh, I'll go testing alone. me. I'll go so alone. I'll just be in the back corner, like we solved racism, guys. <laughs> um, Black Klansman nominations, but uh, I think best screenplay as well. Best director. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. Spike Lee. Uh, That's awesome. I didn't know he was. I, also I think nominated. he's definitely a, a, a big contender. For yeah, that. I don't remember yeah. who else. We we talked. Adam McKay's not going to get it. We talked about that during Vice. No, I don't um, remember who else is in it. Best also, the fact that Bradley Cooper is not. <laughs> well, you know who's upset about that? <laughs> Whatever the hell his name 
I think it's best to just never mention his yeah. name again. We'll just call, his new name is whatever the hell his name is. <laughs> the guy that wrote that really embarrassing uh, op-ed. Uh, op-ed. And, and uh, he was in and, The Gun Man. And also, that's far from the worst thing he's ever done in his life. <laughs> Oh my god. He's so awful. Um, yeah, best supporting actor, screenplay, director, and best picture. Which is more than I expected it to get, to be honest. Um, I mean, I, But I'm glad it did. Those would like be the categories, if you were yeah. to say, like, what what category should this get nominated for? Like, you know I, th- I think the editing was really well done, and yeah, Adam Driver loved his role. I was gonna say, take take out Bohemian Rhapsody and put this in for editing. I think the editing's great in this movie, <laughs> but apparently, what do I know? Well, uh, it's not like they're gonna even show that award anyway. I'm just... <laughs> I just, oh God, I feel like, mm, we're, we're going to talk about this because the next podcast we do next week is going to be our picks for who we think is going to win. Okay, yeah, yeah. And then the one after that will be... Like the after the, award yeah, show. Huh? Like what we thought about the, the show. Sure, and yeah. we'll get into that, I'm sure, at that point, but oh my God, it's so stupid that they're not showing those Well, like they're, they're showing them, they're just... Recording them and then stitching them into the show is what they're doing. What? Yeah, like they'll, they'll basically the the awards will be given out during a commercial break, and the the academy will record it and then take it and like place it. You know what's else really embarrassing? How much backpedaling they're doing as well. How do you, how much you want to bet they just decided that as soon as everyone was on their tail, they're like, oh god, oh, we need was, to uh, we need to fix this so bad. That was a hundred percent my first reaction when I was reading their statement. I was like, yeah, this was definitely not uh, their initial plan. They backpedaled on best popular. Best popular. They backpedaled on um, Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. I mean, justifiably. But still, I mean, it's still more backpedaling. Yeah, you're right, justifiably. Um, now they're backpedaling on this, which, what what stupid choice to pick for ones to give away during the awards? Like, I think they should all be given away. I think we need to add categories I, to the Academy I Awards, I think we need to, to cut honest. out all the jokes and bits and banter and just, mm-hmm. like, hand out the awards. Yeah. Like... Fine, opening monologue, perfect. But it doesn't need to be. Now we have this tour bus coming in. Oh, if they if they do a tour bus, I bit, will. That's throw that's up. what's gonna make me lose it. <laughs> if they if they cut out nominees to air uh, one of those yeah. gimmicky things. Anyway, should we talk about Black Klansmen? No, uh, no? <laughs> I'm just. This is going to be such... Sorry. We're going to get back to it in just a second. But I'm just going to You know, to call there are right things now. in Black Klansman we can get upset about, you yeah. know? So, uh... <laughs> we will. We will. Okay. <laughs> I'm just... This is going to be... I'm calling it right now. The worst year for the Academy Awards. In recent memory. In recent least. memory, yeah. Maybe the year Anne Hathaway and James Franco hosted. <laughs> that was a bad choice. <laughs> I don't know what... It was a bad choice. What possessed yeah. them to let them host it? They're famous? Yeah, I guess. Anyway. Black Klansman. So those yeah. are the nominations. Do we want to get into spoilers now? Let's do the, it. Let's get into spoilers. Oh, yeah, that's all how you're introducing. I mean, I'm used to thinking the Game of Cinema thing where I'm like, if you have not seen this film, and then I always mix it up anyway, but I continue to do so. Don't. 
not listen. (laughs) If you have not not seen the film, then don't listen to it anymore. Yeah. Anyway. uh, So now a spoiler. Not even a spoiler, but I just forgot to mention this earlier. John David Washington, also amazing. Also very much like his father in his acting style, but... It works. I mean, I didn't even know they were related until no, but reading up on it afterwards. As soon the as film. I read that that was him, I was like, and then you look yeah. back and you're like, yeah. <laughs> what, is he? Totally what else like has him. he done? I feel like this is definitely his most One of dominant his role. But old man in the gun. I need to watch that so bad. Malcolm X. I assume he was quite young in yeah. Malcolm X. So yeah, this was like his first major role, okay. and he's awesome. He's so good in this movie. He is really good, yeah. Um, Laurie Harrier's really good, too. I mean, everyone's really good in this movie. And Topher Grace is uh, horrifying. Oh, horrifying. <laughs> um, we were just like, he nails, like, that like that evil, like, like there's just, like, this behind-the-eyes thing mm-hmm. where it's just, like, you're, like, the mind is, like, clouded with the uh. evils of racism and it, like, shows in the eyes and, like, this is, like, an observable <laughs> thing in society and you're, like, Topher Grace nails it to the point where I'm worried about him. Well, I mean, he did do the, the Hobbit thing right after and now he's doing this Christian movie. <laughs> <laughs> and to cleanse his soul. Yeah, I mean, honestly, maybe. I mean, he, uh, he says some messed up things in this movie. Maybe he plays a racist in the Christian movie. <laughs> He's just been typecast. He's a youth pastor, and then there's just like this twist at the end. And he's like, oh yeah, he was racist the whole time. <laughs> yeah, but you feel bad for rooting for him now. It's like, this is a weird twist to put in this movie, but okay. Um, oh man, it's been so long since I've seen this, so it's kind of hard to talk about specifics i will talk about the scene that was really like it made me made me like kind of sick to my stomach and also it's the one that kind of made me change my my opinions on some things yeah it's the scene where they're watching birth of a nation Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's not that I've ever wanted to really watch Birth of a Nation, but it's always been one of those things where I'm like, it's a part of film history, you know? But at that point, I'm like, no, no, no. There's just some, I just think we need to, it's done, you know? Yeah, I mean, I'm trying. I'm trying to figure out what I want to say because I don't want to end up digging myself into a hole. But like, right. I have not seen Birth of a Nation, but I will watch it at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, partially because it's on the AFI Top 100, and I'm just kind of committed to watching that list at this point. Yeah. Even though that just watching through the list, it's so obvious it was made by old white men exclusively. Yeah, like yeah. they really need to diversify their body if they're gonna, you know. Create t- claim the title of like these are the hundred best American films like it's like no these are the hundred best films about white male Americans by yes. white male Americans and so and I'm and like I don't think again it's complicated because <laughs> it like I fully understand the perspective of never wanting to watch the film. Mm. And it's certainly, there have been films before that I've seen where I'm like, I don't think anyone else should watch this film. I watched it, but I don't think anyone else should watch this film. Right. And, yeah, 
I but I, I think I think what I would say is that I think it's okay to watch the film. I think it's okay to talk about it in like a historical context and acknowledge mm-hmm. its influence and stuff in history. But it should always be accompanied by a disclaimer. Right. Like I I whenever I think about stuff like this, I I think about like what Warner Brothers usually does with their cartoons when they have like these old mm-hmm. racist cartoons and like they don't show these really publicly or anything but they leave them available they don't edit them or anything like that and then they start with disclaimer being like um uh, these were we realize these are super racist but to, comes out. but to uh change that or ignore them now would be to like pretend that it never happened right and, like and so like taking that away you know you're taking away and i get that and i feel like i didn't make my point super well at the beginning <laughs> that i'm not like we should just burn the movie but no, I'm also no, I get at the that. point where i'm like i'm i'm kind of sick of seeing it Proclaimed as one of the best movies of all time. Right, I don't think it AFI. should be on that list at all. Even it should given be... its, uh, even, even given the status as like this is the film that kind of like defined narrative techniques and a bunch of filmmaking mm-hmm. techniques and stuff. Like even given that, it should not be on that list no. at all no. in any way. And it's 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 just one of those. That I'm just like, why? I mean, Dude, I, why are we still? There are so many great movies yeah there are so many great movies why are we as a society still clinging to this racist movie about destroying the black man and saving the white women from them you know like yeah it's 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 fine in that historical context i guess yeah i I mean i wasn't trying to uh like like i wasn't trying to um uh, I, I, was, I was basically agreeing and no, adding on to what no, you were I get saying. What you're saying. Where I was like, I totally would support like no one wanting to watch this film mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But I think like in a historical context, like if you're uh, in a class studying film or it's just some kind of student of film, and, and right. you watch it and you watch it with the proper responses to it. Like mm-hmm. after watching it, you then you know read up from articles about you know the 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 voices that were impacted by this film because i think mm-hmm. another point i want to make like a lot of old art is problematic and it varies in how much problematic it is mm-hmm. but the thing specifically about birth of a nation is that it was racist propaganda all right. along right. like there's no there's no context where it's like it's not like um i'm trying to think of like a it's it's the difference between someone making like an off color joke in like an old comedy. Yeah, like I've I've been watching a lot of like '90s comedies now, mm-hmm. and they use like the R word a mm-hmm. lot, like casually, right. and like right. obviously now it's very cringeworthy. Yeah, and like it shouldn't have been a thing back then, mm-hmm. but like it's not gonna it's it's not the same. It's kind of thing malicious. as like yeah, it's yeah. not like the same thing as making this film that's just a two-hour epic about like like you said, mm-hmm. it's just hardcore racist propaganda. Yeah, that's all it is. And not that like I didn't know that before watching this movie, <laughs> but it was one of those things where like just and the way they fr- the way he frames it, I believe while they're watching that movie, there's also um, I don't know what it is. It's someone telling the story about how his friend was was killed. Yeah, by, yeah. By either Klansmen or the police officers. I can't remember. It's been a long time since I've seen it. But either way, the way it was framed against those, I'm like, these are the stories that matter. These are the yeah. stories that we should be... Ce- not celebrating, obviously, but these are the stories we should be remembering and not these 
just like you said, racist propaganda. Yeah, like, I, and that's why I think I think you're right. I think what's good about this film and its use of Birth of the Nation is that it puts it in that context. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, hey, this was a really popular film, and guess what? It was super racist. Restarted the KKK and caused a huge amount of harm to many people and society as a whole. And it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, so let's not laud this film <laughs> at all. <laughs> that was a bit. That was almost a tangent just on the birth of a nation instead of Black Klansman. But I do think it it it. Serves... But I mean, the the film wants to kind of draw. Not not exactly parallels, but mm-hmm. just kind of. It wants that to be a major context. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'd like a big discussion point, I'd say. Yeah. In, in I mean, it's a big scene. It's one of the biggest in the movie, honestly. Yeah. It's like like right the film. Really into it opens with Gone with the Wind, right? Is that this film I'm thinking of? Where it opens with a scene from Gone with the Wind, where they're like, "Oh, the the lost cause of the South. Oh, how terrible it is." Is that this movie? It might be. It might, again, I saw this in <laughs> August. <laughs> it's been... I'm good at math. <laughs> uh, six months or so. But we don't need to get out of Gone with the Wind tangent either, but that's like another film where I'm just yeah. like, this is just hardcore racist propaganda. Again. Well, it's also that's four hours it. long, so I don't think we're running the same amount of risk of people just accidentally stumbling on the Gone with the Wind. I mean, they still show it all the time in like those classic cinema things. They do. And- but again, as soon as people see that four-hour runtime, I'd be very interested in the flashback cinema, whoever runs that. I mean, it's... I mean, it's at our local theater, but a yeah. ton of theaters. It's just a program that they yeah, get. Yeah. Um, I'd be interested in seeing the numbers of how many people actually go and watch Gone with the Wind for four hours in a theater. Yeah. And do they fall asleep is the other thing I'm interested <laughs> in. Um, anyway. Uh, yeah. I, I wish I had rewatched this one, or at least somewhat recently because I, I don't have much left to say I just remember that being a big point and then the way they they tie it into current events too I thought was well done it, when I first watched it I was like eh, I don't know I, I wasn't yeah. like it, it felt a little like tacked on really but the more and more we get removed and the more things like this happen I'm like kind of needs to be said like, I just want to... Maybe it stands to reason that we should be pointing this out again. Yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting because I... It's clear the parallel they're drawing. They're like, mm-hmm. okay, unlike Green Book, this is the movie that's like, oh, racism was solved in the 60s. You yeah. know, this is the movie that's like, hey, guess what? We're still being <laughs> We're affected still by doing this. this. Yeah. We're still doing this. And, like, obviously that's a... That's an easy parallel to draw because it's like there's no you, you, you can't escape from the fact that that's what was going on there. It was the KKK. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah. It, 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 white supremacists. What, yeah. However you wanna, however you wanna but label it's the it. the KKK. But as long as you label it white supremacy, yeah. yeah. Um. But and and so I think it's there's obviously that really good idea to be like you know. We didn't. We didn't fix this. This is still the the, the dominant uh, power structure, and you know this is what people are. You know, and I think to draw a parallel, still being hurt by. But like, I, I was also in the same boat when the first time I saw. It, I was like, for whatever reason, it didn't feel like this was the best 
example to follow that up with? I don't know. Like, I, I, I'm mixed on it because on the one hand, I'm trying to say, like, this is a perfect example of how this is still affecting us today. And on the other hand, I'm like, this feels like it doesn't connect as well as it thinks it does, which I don't know. I, I'd have one to think more about why I think changed that, my but. mind on the ending was seeing how Vice did it. Vice did it awful. <laughs> we talked about this. But Vice did it in the way that, like, all of this is this guy's fault. We're not to blame. It's this guy. Yeah. And Black Klansman is very much like, this is all of our faults. We did this. We're all to blame. And I I think that's an interesting point as well, because I, when I first watched Black Klansman, I was kind of making this point in the podcast, and you guys were, you know, questioning me about it, but the idea that... Uh, there's kind of a pushback against this film that it makes racists into too comical of figures, that, like, all the racist people in the movie are jokes, and that in doing so, it kind of... It makes it out to be that, like, the picture of a racist is a KKK member, and it's not... The picture of a racist is someone who... Like, it it doesn't deal into the more subtle, insidious nature of racism. And... And, Yeah, I, I... I think that's true to a point, but I also think that's a big part of the Laura Harrier character, where she kind of is like, hey, it's not just these guys. That's a big part of what she kind of teaches him in the movie. It's like, it's the cops, too. It's it's all of this. Like, it's a systematic problem more than just the KKK. But then you have, like, uh, did you read uh, Boots Riley's uh, critique of it? Yeah, because yeah, his whole point was essentially, like, mm-hmm. this thing forgives the cops way too much. It, yeah. So... I think there's interesting points to be made on both sides there, because it it is a little too easy on the police force. But at the same time, I don't think that's what the movie was really... Like, there are movies for that. This movie's not really talking about that so much. Yeah, no, I get that. I get that. But then also, you have to acknowledge that, like, the real world historical context, like that the police force was also trying to, like, investigate, you know, black power groups. And right. Being, like, and, and there's this whole side of the story that doesn't get addressed in this film. They do, like, for one scene, and then they never bring it up right, again. Right, It's like, okay, weird, but all right. Um, no, yeah, I, I did read that. I, I agree with quite a few of his points, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I I think it's it's hard to say because again, I think I think he's right, but I think at the same time, the story works as is. Mm-hmm. I, I think I think taken as like a historical piece of as as a piece of, of history, it doesn't it doesn't really no, it's not accurate. But again, most biopics aren't. When's the last time you went to a movie for like <laughs> history realistic detail? <laughs> Like, like I've never went to one for it, but when's the last time you actually like? Wow, this is actually I feel pretty like accurate. If I could, if I had longer to think, I could think of an example where I'm just like, this is the most historically accurate film I've ever seen, and it's really cool for it. Social but. Network. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, I love the Social Network so much. It's different subjects. <laughs> Um, um, what was I gonna say? I don't know. <laughs> I lost the point now. Yeah. I don't know what I was gonna say. But... Oh, I, I think I was just kind of making the point that I think that Black Klansman is entertaining as a piece of art, and I think it's effective as a piece of art in its own 
in its own right. Mm-hmm. Like it's certain, it, it's it, it's achieving the goals it's setting out to do, I right. guess. And so there's a lot of stuff you could be like, oh, it doesn't tackle this aspect or this aspect or this aspect, but like. It doesn't need to do everything. It's also a two-hour movie, <laughs> like <laughs> hour and thirty-five. Like I think, so. I think the 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 police critique is fair because, like again, that's such a dominant aspect of this film. Like mm-hmm. him trying to work within the police system and him trying and and like the based on a true story aspect of it. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that oh, it, overall it didn't hinder the the enjoyment and effectiveness of. The yeah, story I don't think it hinders the message either. No. You know. I, but again, I can see how it might for some people and that's all right too. I mean, I'm just hmm, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just at the point where I'm like with few exceptions, maybe I need to cut this. <laughs> just let people enjoy something as long as it isn't, you know, birth of a nation. <laughs> Well, I mean Rhapsody. I mean, like the thing is, it's always like let people enjoy things until unless it's harmful for them, and then the question is like, where do we draw the line for harmful? Like, yeah. obviously, Birth of a Nation—that's an easy line to draw. Like, yeah. don't watch racist propaganda and walk away thinking you know it's accurate. Rah rah, you know. But then there's, you know, someone could walk away from this movie being like, oh, there's no racism in the police department, and then that yeah. could cause harm in real life. And then, again, this is too complicated for a discussion to get in the podcast. We always run from into two these white walls. Guys too, nonetheless. <laughs> yeah, we, uh. We obviously are so missing take, a few voices on this particular podcast. So take everything we say with, like, a boulder of salt. <laughs> We're still learning, too, obviously. So. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I, I've really enjoyed this podcast. I think we had, we've had a good discussion. Yeah. This is one yeah. of our best. I'll, I'll say it right now. I'll put my stamp on it. One of the best. I think it was a very... It was much more substantial of a discussion than we normally like, Or at least substantial in terms of, like, the... Uh, ideas. And- ideas and stuff. Because with Vice, we're just, like, critiquing... Nitpicking every single piece of filmmaking. And we're just yeah. like... We don't even want to talk about, you know, the actual political stuff. Because it's like... Who cares? I mean, like, like not like I, who like, cares. Not- <laughs> but, like... Again, we very much care. Very much... Uh, Vice... And the discussion around the discussion around Vice is just like Vice. You're already setting your way on something. You're not looking to do anything but yell about it. So like, let's just talk about the film. Like, you know, like who who cares? Again, not who cares. That's my <laughs> obviously that's. I my. don't know what we're even saying anymore <laughs> at this point. Beyond Black Clansman, good movie. Really, Vice, bad movie. That's our our ranking of Vice the best picture nominees. <laughs> it's bad. Black Clansman's really good. I, I don't think yeah. it has a chance of winning best picture, but I'd put this above the ones we're going to talk about that I think have a chance. Unless it's a well, are we going to talk about a Star Is Born? Who knows if you watch it. I guess we. Will, I mean, I don't know. It's it's Aaron's only it, there's only like two it. weeks Aaron's left. Gonna watch I don't know if I feel like it. It's gonna watch it. I watch you, watch you watch this movie and love it. You're gonna be like, this is my number one movie of the year. Love a Star Is Born. Mm. Shallow, my favorite song. I write of all an op ed and. <laughs> <laughs> I 
also just want to mention um, a pastor from the school that I went to as a, a young boy. I went to a Lutheran school. I won't say which, I guess. I don't know why, but I won't. It's easy to find out, I guess. Um, his brother is in this movie. Who's um, his brother play? One of the Klansmen. <laughs> yeah. He, he, here, I'll click on his picture. But uh, he's also in Itania. He's so funny. Oh, I think you told me about him when he yeah. was in Itania. He's so funny in Itania. So we're we're gonna get to that. Um, oh, he's also apparently in this movie that I really want to watch. Late night. Oh, late night. Yeah, I was interested in I'm that one. Very interested in this movie. Oh, God, look at that. Look at that cast. Mostly, I just saw the child. Oh, Hugh Dancy. Okay. Hugh Dancy. He's the guy from Hannibal. Oh, okay. And Confessions of a Shopaholic. <laughs> Confessions of a Shopaholic. <laughs> oh, and Already a Brother. Wow. <laughs> We're going to be seeing quite a bit of his filmography coming up I, here. I guess, yeah. <laughs> That's a further tease for that little... Uh... <laughs> um, yeah, I... I don't know. I think we're okay to end this one here. Well, so to, to rank the best picture nominees, oh, well, I guess we're gonna do it. So yeah, Vice, and if we include Black Klansman, or Black Panther, or Black Panther, if we include Black Panther, it would be Vice, Black Klansman, Black Panther for me. Vice, Black Panther, Black Klansman. That's fair. <laughs> and next week, I think we're talking about. We're we're trying to do this in order of how likely we think they're gonna win, and well, the favorite and Roma are the ones we have loved. And a star is born. You're gonna end up watching it. I already know. I don't want to watch it. I've seen a star is born. No, I, I've seen. You haven't a seen star the Bradley Cooper one. It's it's. I I can I watch just like the first hour and then skip the ending where I know what direction it's gonna head in and be like I'm not. This isn't interesting. Ending's the worst part. Yeah. Yeah. It it always has been, and but they've never changed it. The thing is about Stars Born. And I crap on it all the time. I crap on the music specifically. A Star is Born has good music in it. It's just not the song they've been pushing. <laughs> that song's not good. I have not heard any of the music for Stars Born because I was just like, I'll, I'll hear it in the film. Yeah. Uh, but I've heard like the first thirty seconds of Shallow like <laughs> several times. I've never heard the full song. I always but I've heard start the, it. Lacey always starts it. And I'm like, here's Shallow, it. and I'm like, I can't do it. I can't listen to this song. Um. Yeah. So I've just heard the uh, very basic rhymes of the uh, opening verse, and I'm just like, okay. Stars Corn. Uh, of, of, of the songs nominated, I, w- I want the Buster Scruggs song to win. I do too. Will they be performing that one? Yeah, yeah, they are performing it. Like, not not uh, Tim Blake Nelson. <laughs> I mean, that's but, fine, but that would be awesome. <laughs> uh, the, the songwriter is performing it, I believe. That's fine. I mean, that's what happened when... Uh, Man of Constant Sour was nominated. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot Andrew Dice Clay is in this movie. <laughs> it's a really strange casting choice. Dave Chappelle's in it? Yeah, he is in, like, one scene. Like, literally, these three people are the only ones that are in any of the movie. And then these people have, like, two scenes. I mean, you. yeah, because A Star is Born is not a well-written story. No. Um... I, but I will say, I really like everything up until a certain point. 
And I won't say that certain point. I feel like I know what the certain point is. <laughs> he probably did. Just based on having seen one of the versions of it. Um. Yeah, that's a Star is Born. Again, I don't want to go all Sean Penn on everyone. Oh, sorry. Or whatever the hell is. You shall not be him. named. <laughs> um. But I do think Bradley Cooper was a good director on this. I thought he directed it fine. I hate how uppity he's become about it. Yeah, he's, like, he's, he's, he's kind of let it go to his head a He's a real bit. douche now. Can we say that on the podcast? <laughs> uh, it's your call, man. Uh, well, I'll leave it. Bradley Cooper, come on, man. <laughs> That's how we're ending our Black Landsman podcast? <laughs> this is what we do with everything. <laughs> Uh, are we ending this? Yeah, okay, it's the end, okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, guys, thank you for listening. Hopefully you, you've enjoyed this. If you've seen Black Klansman, hope you enjoyed it. Hope you took something from this podcast. And I hope you're uh, excited to talk about A Star is Born next week. We're not doing it. We're not going to do it. I I won't do it. <laughs> I, I really... You really, really want to talk about it? And I kind of really want to talk about it now. <sighs> we'll see. But what, either way, we'll probably be talking about Roma next. Yeah. Do you think Roma or the favorite? Roma again. The, that's what I'm saying. Roma. And the, the favorite, favorite has the better scene. chance because Roma's gonna win best foreign film, and they're gonna be like, you can't win both. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So we'll talk about Roma next week. Yeah. And until then. Uh, don't watch Birth of a Nation. Yeah, that's how we should end every podcast. <laughs>